well, I'm writing a strongly lettered word, strongly worded letter to mm-hmm. Google. I'm drunk already. Yeah. Drunk already. I took just... a little puff too, so we're like, <laughs> so we're chilling right now. <laughs> this is like, actually, this is a mirror right now because they're yeah. just like, drunk and high the whole time they're doing that fucking podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the latest and greatest episode of Como Se Dice. I am your host, Gina. And I'm Maggie. Yes, you are. And we're back. And we're here to continue the wonderful tradition of talking shit. Hell yeah. That's it. That's all we're here to do. Um, What's up? How's it going? I haven't seen you in, what is it, four hours? That's crazy. (laughs) Four hours. What has happened since then? I had dinner. <laughs> what what uh, did you have for dinner? Um, there's apparently this like, not apparently it is because I went. Um, this restaurant that opened up recently in my neighborhood. It's a Mexican restaurant, but they have like outdoor seating. It's like hipstery kind of inside, but all the people in there are Latinos, which is like okay. You're like this is nice. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, around the corner, which is really crazy because there's, like, nothing around the corner in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, oh, we're lo-. my boyfriend actually was, like, let's go. And I was, like, he's, like, we're going to go on a little date? And I was, like, yeah, I guess. Ooh. Let's go on a date. So we went there, and then we got ice cream afterwards. Oh, my gosh. Really delicious, the ice cream and a comb. What have you done in the last four hours? Uh, I watched an episode of The West Wing. Oh, so good. Are you watching the series? Yeah, I'm re I started rewatching it a good long time ago, but I never finished that rewatch. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna start from the beginning beginning. Oh, um, that's so good. I yeah. did a rewatch and I never finished the rewatch. I'm determined to finish this one. It's a lot of episodes, but they're so good. Yeah, it's so many I'm only I've been on this current rewatch for some time and i'm only on season five. Oh, that's pretty far along i know but i feel like i should be farther along i don't know i do pause it sometimes for breaks it's a lot of sorkin well you know what yeah. happened to him when he wrote that when he was on that show oh sure. he got like kicked out what i didn't know that yeah he was like having like a fucking breakdown and he mm. was like on all these drugs so like he was only the showrunner for the west wing for like a season or two and then they brought somebody else what yes i want to say i want to say this is the truth that i'm not lying to you wow did you just spout things that are not straight facts i i mean they could be like similar to the facts they're um alternative facts <laughs> <laughs> no they're just kind of like oh i embellished a little bit it's truth adjacent <laughs> yeah it's like similar to but not the same um, I did not know that, but either way, I'm enjoying it. It makes me miss his other show that he did, um, The Newsroom. Oh, or Newsroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I was a stan for that show, and then when it ended after three seasons, I was like, you know what? The betrayal that just happened is unbelievable. No, how good was um Jeff Daniels? Oh, so good, so good, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. I Let saw him in a play. You. He was fantastic. oh, Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're so cultured. 
It's so good. That's like, that's like the first play I've seen in like a very long time. <laughs> I mean, what's the last play I saw? Anastasia. I don't know. I mean, I think I know the story that you're talking about, but I don't remember that one. I mean, it was literally children were there, so it oh. wasn't. Uh, it was great, though. I deeply enjoyed it. I liked his music. I was singing some of the songs with them. And I even got a little bit emotional. Oh. Yeah. I used to love that movie, Anastasia. This is my shit. That's like the one that's like about like the Russian monarchs, right? And Rasputin and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like a kid-friendly cartoon totally, version. Yeah. Totally not accurate version. Man, I wish we were still British. That <laughs> <laughs> you were never British. You were Taino. <laughs> But they would have gotten us too, and I would have been British. No. I would have been, okay? I would have been. I don't think so. I don't think that's how that would have worked out, honestly. No, yeah. No, totally. Look, the the Spaniards wiped out the Tainos, so there you go. I'm taken care of right there. Yeah, but then and you wouldn't then- even be who you were because your shit comes from Spain, not from England. So, like, you would then be, like, would you be, like, Ireland? Would you be like fucking Australia? Bro, bro, I have a plan. Give me a second. I can be British. Look, we still have the mass genocide of the Taino people by the Spaniards. That stays in play, right? Okay. okay. And then we have the British. Wait, who took over? Yeah, the British would colonize the states. That still uh-huh. happens. Uh-huh. But then the American Revolution never happens. So we're, we're there. The Americans are British. I'm still a part of spanish territory and then mm-hmm. the english in the americas go to war with the spanish and boom i'm british imperialism so right now instead of a bronx accent you would have like a fucking british accent yeah and because i'm from the bronx i don't know i'd sound like i was from liverpool or some shit i'd have a liverpool accent you'd be one of the fucking beatles right now i'd be a beetle who spoke spanish look <laughs> at that i don't know if that would play out like that but you know what i'm gonna give it to you because i don't have any other counter battles <laughs> yeah what i'm saying it, it, the math checks the history math would check out okay well because england england france and spain were always constantly at war so had england stayed involved on this side of the globe they would have gotten themselves into that war Puerto Rico would have still become a territory. So there's no, like, there's no America. There's no revolution, which means then we would probably right now have, like, socialized medicine. We'd be in better shape than we are, and we wouldn't have Donald Trump. So, again, darn, I wish I was still British. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, touche. I don't know, but I feel like with the day that I had today, there must be a planet either in retrograde or it's in not a great house for me because (laughs) today the morning was so fucking hectic. After we recorded our last episode, which was a sexy, sexy episode, Mm -hmm. I had a dream the same night um, that I was back in my college campus and my ex that I was talking about in the podcast was there. Oh. And he was like talking about how he forgave me. <laughs> For what? 
Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the dream. And then like this other girl that I'm friends with was also there. And for, and they've never met each other. But for some reason, he was like, fuck you to her. <gasps> and I forgive you to me. And I'm like, what's happening? Rude. And then we drove to Walmart. <laughs> this dream is weird. Well, in my college, that was like one of the funner things you could do during the week was go to Walmart. Wow, that's sad. There was nothing around us. Nothing. Nothing. But a super Walmart. Not even a Target. We didn't even have a Target. Girl, no. This is this is how crazy my college was. Chipotle is a place that I really enjoy eating. There was no Chipotle. I once drove mm-hmm. with a group of people for one hour into Syracuse so that we could go to Chipotle and just drive straight back. Is that what that was the nearest Chipotle was one hour away? Yes. And that was with no. good traffic. No. Yeah. Did you live in like, the woods? Um, I mean, yes, sort of. I did. Wasn't that like sad in the winter? It what people seasonal depression was so real on my campus that the health center had these sun lamps which they would make kids sit under so they would get like vitamin D into their brains. What? Mm-hmm. The sun shone for maybe 2 months out of the semester. What the fuck? Why did you go there? Um, I don't know. I was I, I, Al Roker went there. What? Did you sit under one of those lamps? No, I don't have seasonal depression. I have all the time depression. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. We probably shouldn't laugh at that. We shouldn't. Um, No, I have anxiety, so there's no lamps for that. Oh, God damn. Do I wish there was, though? I would love a lamp for that. I would put that shit all over my house. Anxiety lamps? You know, like one of those when you're like on a boat and they give you those like bracelets to wear. They're like pressure point bracelets for like seasickness. Yeah. Yo, I ha- I would have like arms full of those bands. Fuck yeah. Wow. So what are we talking about today? What's our topic? Um, Today's super fun topic is actually going to be health and fitness, which is mm. great. Mm. I worked out four times this week, which is a great <gasps> number for me. That's really good. Fucking wonderful. It. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. Let's dig in. Um, so what are some things that you do that's health and fitness shit? Health and fitness shit. Um, yeah. I will say in trying to keep fit. And be healthy and like all that blah blah blah. <laughs> I do. I mostly just go to the gym and I do like weightlifting and I like hit workouts, which are high intensity interval training. Um, that's how I kind of like first got into like fitness and like exercising on a regular basis. But I do enjoy a little yoga. Um, though I've never been to a public class. I have what they call a at-home practice. (laughs) (laughs) And the only reason I have an at-home practice is because I was unemployed, like, years ago, and, like, going through some shit, and I was like, I need to fucking do something to, like, center me, to settle me, 
and I went on YouTube and I typed in like yoga and I found yoga with Adrian. And I was oh, like, holy shit. Her. She's so cute and she's she's the best. And she's also half Mexican. So yeah. shout out. Shout out Adrian. Um so yeah, and it's free, it's on YouTube, and I was like, oh, so I started doing it in my in my apartment while I was just home alone because I was fucking unemployed and you know, it grew from there, the love. Hmm. What do you do for fitness and health and whatever? Oh, well, my fiance likes to call it clanging and banging because that's what The Rock says. (laughs) So, you know. (laughs) Clanging and banging. Clanging and banging. Yeah, so I I do a little clang and bang, a.k.a. I do a little bit of weight training. Um, Not a lot. I have spaghetti arms. I Mm. cannot lift weight with my arms to save my life, your life, anyone's life. I think the, <laughs> the most I've the most I've like done on dumbbells, I think is ten pounds. No, I did a fifteen pound thing once. I think it was like shoulder press. I did a fifteen pound sh- dumbbell shoulder press once. Uh-huh. I was really feeling myself for those, <laughs> those three reps. <laughs> Dang girl, you should really work on that. I try, but I my upper body is trash. I'll just say that. My lower body, though, is fantastic. I can squat, I think. I used to be able to squat 150, but I took a break. So I can squat 100 now, and I can press 120. If if I could pick up my grocery bags with just my legs, I'd be fine. That's not how it works. But you don't do like back, or, like back day or shoulder yeah, day? Yeah, I do day. all of that. It's just... That whole my whole upper shit is again trash. My back is trash. My chest is trash. My arms are trash. My shoulders are not defined. I really want defined shoulders. I don't know why that's oh, become my new thing. Oh, it's because they're shoulders. they look so good in a tank top. They do, and that's what I want. I want to look good. Yeah, you want like those Michelle Obama arms. I, I, that is exactly what I want. But you know that's uh, that's gonna take a while. But aside from, you know, clanging and banging, I'm really, really big on yoga. Um, I do go to group classes at my gym. I used to do Bikram a lot, but I'm just a naturally dehydrated person. And that wasn't really working for me. Yeah, that's probably not the best thing. No, bro. I was, oof, wow. But then again, the days when I did Bikram were the days where I actually drank water. So go figure. And then, yeah, before that, I a couple years ago, I was really into obstacle course racing because my cousin was doing it, and it just seemed really fun and cool. And it's not really fun, but it is cool. But how did you do the obstacle courses without your upper body, like, working? Oh, I was in better shape because you had to be because you could get stuck out there. Oh, my God. They wouldn't come for you? They would, but you don't know how long that takes. So I've done... Let me look. Hold on. I'm looking at my, my medals. Oh, is that what that clanking is? Yeah, sorry. Um, these are my medals. I've done three races and I've only completed two of them. Three Spartan races. I've done other races that I finished. But yeah, I did three Spartan races and I finished two of them. It's just how I got finisher medals in 2015 and 2016. Um. Mm. I, in 2016, tried to do what's called a Spartan Beast, which is their 
second longest one, the longest one is the Spartan Ultra. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do a Spartan Beast and it was on some very hilly terrain in New Jersey. I think it was at like mm. a ski resort of some sort. So it was like a ski resort, no snow. So you're just climbing up and down the fucking slopes. And I think, if I remember correctly, those races are 13 miles long. Oh my God. I had to DQ at mile nine because my knees stopped bending. Oh, no. Stop. One no. of them stopped bending at mile five. And then the second one gave up at mile the mile marker for mile nine i was really close to mile 10 but i was like i could i could lose function in both my legs or i could sit down and wait till someone comes and gets me and that is what i did no shame in my how game. long did it take how long did it take for them to get you um not long because they someone else in front of me had gotten to that spot sooner and they decued so they were waiting to be picked up as well so i was only there for 20 minutes but the problem was that I was sitting down those 20 minutes, so my body got cold, and the issue with oh. my knee got worse. So this poor woman who drove over, I was like, ma'am, I cannot get up. I don't know how I'm going to get into your van right now. So like her and some other racers literally had to hoist me upright. Holy shit, Savannah. <laughs> yes. Um, and you're covered in mud, and you smell, and you haven't eaten in hours. Oh, God. Yeah. And your knees. Do you have knee problems now? Um, only in one knee. But, like, nothing wow. that, nothing that like, has benched me intensely. But I definitely did not go back to doing any Spartan races. Fuck. I don't even – I've never even heard of someone be like, my knees don't bend. <laughs> That's, like, yeah. literally what they are supposed to do. Yeah. She was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, the knees won't bend. She's like, which one? I was like, I just said knees, girl. Both of them. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> They're done. They're toasted. Um, yeah. Oh. It was so funny because, you know, I I, fin- I I got DQ'd. They took me to a medical tent. They, like, wrapped my both my knees in ice. They gave me some stuff. And I went back to the hotel I was staying at. And I got in the tub. And my whole body was just discolored because of like the bruises and I was wearing athletic tape and I was wearing fucking knee I had knee braces on that's the funny part I had knee braces on so like I was so beat up from that I couldn't take like a bath properly I had to ask you know he was my boyfriend at the time I had to ask my fiance to like help me basically shower so that I could go to (laughs) so that we could go to Wendy's (laughs) You're like a little viejita. You're like, I need to help in the shower. Yeah. I, it was so... So I stopped doing a couple courses races after that. And then I just did regular races. I think the longest one I've done was the Brooklyn Half Marathon. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. You were there when I did it. No, I wasn't there. Well, you were part of my life when I did it. Oh, okay. No, I remember because you and me were working the night shift. And I was like, I have to be in Brooklyn. Oh, in six hours I, to run this race. Yeah, and I remember being like, "You should just sleep here. Yeah. Don't go home. Have them come pick you up." Yeah, and then go to Brooklyn. Yeah, good time. Nah, but you went home anyway. I needed Silly. to sleep. I was so tired. I wasn't going to sleep in our office. There was a go. You went to sleep. You went to sleep in the boss's office. I, I that was a fifteen-minute nap, and my timer was on. 
I remember, and I was like, you've been going to fall asleep, whatever, 15 minutes. You sure did mm-hmm. fall asleep. Like, you're, you, your butt hit that couch, and you're, like, gone. When I'm dedicated, I do it. You know? <laughs> like, it's done. Yeah, just do it. That's how I approach sleep. Wow. So that's my, uh, that's what I've been fucking doing. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, like, your Spartan race was kind of, like, a struggle and a half and a journey and a half. But what... I guess, like, what struggles have you faced during, I guess, like, trying to attain this, like, lifestyle? I think, like, fitness and health are already a lifestyle because it's not super easy. It's it's a full-time commitment. Um, I mean, the biggest obstacle, God, it's been me. I am the obstacle, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've always been very, very unathletic. Like, I never... I never played a team sport. I was a cheerleader in high school, which didn't require much, but projection. I was really good at projecting. And I, oh, I was good at broomball. I played broomball in college. What the hell is that? Oh, so much fun. So I went to a hockey school. You know, some places are football schools. I went to a hockey school. SUNYAC, men's champions, like met multiple years in a row. So broomball is like hockey, but there's no ice skates, even though you're on ice. Mm -hmm. And it's like a big orange ball and rubber sticks. And it's essentially hockey. You have a goalie, you have, you know, defenders, you have point people, and you're just trying to score them goals. And you wear regular shoes, like sneakers? Yeah, you wear sneakers. You don't like bust your ass doing that? Obviously, but, you know, you try not to. Oh, so this isn't. This is not like a real sport. This is like what? Um, there's a broomball league in New York. I'll have you know. This is like ultimate frisbee is what you're saying. Yeah, it's like ultimate frisbee. Mm, not a real thing. That's correct. Yes. Okay. But right. um, my team was pretty good. We made it to the finals. I think two years that I was there, we made it to the f- playoffs. Excuse me. We never made it to the final, but we made it to the playoffs. Um. I played powder puff and I was really bad at it. And my roommate was like the MVP of the team. I don't know what the fuck up powder puff. What is that? Um, girls flag football. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm learning so many things <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Um, except like flag football didn't work for me because like the hand-eye coordination required to grab the flag while a person is running and you're running. I couldn't do it. So I did like it was like shoving football. I shoved them and then I grabbed the flag. And then I was okay. I was benched for a majority of the game. Because you're like not supposed to do that. <laughs> no. No, you're not. But whatever. It's it wasn't a real game. It was like dorm floors versus each other. Oh. Oh God. You participated in that? It was my freshman year. I participated in a lot of stuff. Mm, yeah. And I guess because you're out in the wilderness. Like you have to do this shit. Yeah, you have nothing else to do. But learn how to play broom ball and football and I tried softball but that was a mistake (laughs) more hand-eye coordination yeah real bad real bad and I mean generally I just I had a lot of so I have present tense a lot of social anxiety so the idea of performing some sort of athletic feat in front of other people gives me the heebie-jeebies and makes me not want to do stuff. And even as a kid, I didn't want to do stuff. 
But, like, I guess it's, like, good, though, that even though you have that thing, right, that you, like, I don't want to do stuff, I'm, like, socially, like, it gives me anxiety, whatever, like, you still try these things. Yeah. Well, I was desperate for friends also, so it was a... But, like, even now, you go to, like, yoga class and stuff, and that's, like, a public thing, but you go to it and you like it, so I feel like that's, like, progression, it is. And that was definitely something, as dumb as it sounds, I had to like work up the nerve to go to yoga classes. Just because, you know, you walk into a yoga class and it's a lot of thin white women in mm-hmm. the classes. And oftentimes the instructor is another thin white woman. And, you know, I walk in there with like my mismatching pants from Victoria's Secret that were mm-hmm. on sale. And whatever shirt I scrounged up from my drawer. Mm-hmm. And it's like you stand out a little bit, especially sure. in the in the Bikram scene. Like, at least with Bikram, there's like more men in the room, but they're all white dudes. Your teacher is white. And like when I sweat my hair, it gets so frizzy and it just becomes a thing. And when these ladies sweat, their hair just like doesn't move it just stays where it's at (laughs) so (laughs) you stand out in a room so the yoga thing was like I had to want it I had to want to do this stuff yeah to get myself to go to the class yeah I feel you yeah I feel like similarly similar not similar um I don't think I'm super coordinated or athletic but I also never really tried like in elementary school I played basketball with my cousins at the local YMCA but then my like I was getting older and like it came to the point where like you know like the girls are growing but the boys are like still haven't like hit the growth yet and I was getting I was like growing boobs and shit and she was like I don't want you playing with the boys (laughs) and she's like you're gonna hurt yourself and I was like, uh, so I didn't like really fight it. I was just like, okay, whatever. And like, since then I've never played like an organized sport. Um, but I think my boyfriend who we like a thing that we'd like to do is go to the gym and stuff. Like the shit that I have done with him and like workouts and stuff. He's like, you are coordinated. And he's like a person who played sports his whole life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, thank you. And he wouldn't like blow a smoke on my ass. If I did something like dumb, he would be like, you should not do that anymore in public yeah it seems like the time yeah like thank you for letting me know um but so I really like so I got really like I got into like fitness and shit and like doing workouts like way later in life I didn't do anything in high school or whatever so um I want to say that the biggest like struggle to get to be in like the mindset is having like your family being like, you've gone fat, but also, have you eaten? And I'm like, abuela, like, I literally, like, what are you saying to me? You're saying I'm fat, but then also you're trying to feed me this, like, vitan panisao and white rice. Like, I can't, I'm, I know for a fact that, like, that's not healthy. <laughs> if you're trying to lose weight, fried yeah. steak and a white starch is not the way to go. No, my grandma did the same thing. And I I guess I didn't really notice it until I left for school. And like every time I came back, it was a different thing. Like I'd come home and I'd see her and I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's like, 
my God, tú estás flaca. <laughs> my God, pero tú no estás comiendo. Thank and I'm like, you. I guess, thank you. And then she would she would make um, pastelillos, freeze them, and send me back to school with them. That's And nice. then I, oh, my roommates loved them. And then I would come back home again, maybe a month or two later. Mira gordita, que gorda. And I'm wow. like, we just, we just saw each other. Girl, what you doing? And it was literally this constant back and forth of like, you're too skinny. You're kind of getting fat. She also made fun of me because I was hella pale. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you're a savage. <laughs> savage grandmas. <laughs> savage grandma. She would just make fun of me. And I'm like, listen, the sun don't shine where I'm at, okay? Yeah. My yeah. grandma also makes fun of me for being pale. And I'm like, where do you think I got this from, bitch? You. I got it from you. <laughs> you see, but I can't use that line because my grandma was dark-skinned. Oh, so the question really is, where did I get this from? <laughs> I'm also, so like my excuse, besides me being like naturally pale as fuck, I'm just like, I live now where there's a thing called winter. So <laughs> like my legs don't see sunshine for six fucking months. But I mean, that wouldn't change anything. It, they'd be the same color. I mean, I sort of get tan when the summer comes around, but I, I'm a pale ass bitch. I mean, just also no two ways in- about it. In New York, like, the only way that you can get a tan is if you, A, are going to the Rockaways or whatever, which, no, I'm not doing that shit. Or B, <laughs> like, you go to, like, some fucking, like, hipster park and you lay out, which is super weird to me, where people are just, like, in bathing suits in a public park. Like, that is where weird. other people are, like, walking their dogs and, like, children are playing in a playground. But they do that. Like, that's the only way you can get tan because there's no fucking space to do shit around here you know yeah and like in in like miami i would just like in the privacy of my home go outside and lay in the yard and then go in the pool oh well excuse me miss i'm from miami and i have a pool well sorry not sorry i don't know we touched on this like a little bit before but it's like it feels like when you enter a public fitness space or even a public health space, like, I don't know, like a really good grocery store, like a Whole Foods or something. When you enter spaces that are like high health, high fitness, it feels very mm, white <laughs> to like enter those spaces. And I don't know, it's, do you ever experience that? Um. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like... If you enter, I mean, I never do yoga class, but I can just imagine. I used to do Soul Cycle a lot, which is like a spinning, a very bougie ass spinning place. Mm-hmm. I loved it because it's so good, <laughs> and I'm a little bougie, so I liked it. But I mean, yeah, the whole class was just filled with like Lululemon white bitches god they all wear lululemon it's crazy right and like you i just like pick out my old navy on sale tights and Mm -hmm. like a fucking like goodwill t-shirt and i'm like this is what i'm gonna sweat in today my shit does not i mean i try to kind of like have a like like have them go you know but it's like you know it's not matchy it's not like an outfit it's no. not cute in any kind of way because you leave a soul cycle class and you ain't cute at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like 
Soul Cycle. I feel like if you go to like the fancy ass gyms, like an Equinox, <laughs> depending on what neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, also like Equinoxes aren't in every neighborhood. They're not. They're only in like the more they're they're in like the more gentrified, like affluent neighborhoods. Mm. Anyway, period. Yeah. So, but also like thinking terms of health, like. I purposely went to this woman to get acupuncture for a while and she was like a black acupuncturist, which mm-hmm. I don't like you don't really see every day. Yeah. And because it was like she was in kind of like a semi crunchy, like not like a nicely gentrified, but still had like the root people in there. Like she her clients the time I saw them because some you know like you don't really see each other but they had like she had some black clients that I saw that like had appointments before me mm-hmm. so I'm like okay like minorities are here trying eastern medicine techniques and whatever but a lot of insurances don't cover acupuncture so you have to do it out of pocket anyway yeah um and like healthcare is expensive period mm-hmm. um you know like having access to organic foods is expensive Mm. period um so if you're like her or even if you I did acupuncture just because I was I was like you know my body feels kind of like tired and run down and I never had done it before so I was like fuck it let me try it because my lucky enough like my insurance covered it but I did not I would not have been on a fucking acupuncture table I think I remember when you used to do the acupuncture yeah, it's really fucking crazy, like, how needles go in your body and they just, like, are pressure point. It's, like, insane. It's really insane. I keep I keep telling myself I want to try it, but like you said, it's not like I can go wherever and find an acupuncturist and then, you know, I, I'm sure our insurance that we have now does not cover that. Yeah, I don't know if it does or not, yeah, to be so. honest. And it's, like, pretty, like, you can spend up to, I mean, these are New York prices, so whatever but you can spend like over a hundred dollars per session for what (laughs) for needles and quiet right i mean yeah like you feel super zen because you've been laying still on a like a comfy kind of table thing yeah for like 45 minutes so she's like how do you feel and i'm like i feel pretty fucking good because i basically just like took a nap (laughs) i paid you to take a nap yeah Man, wait, you know what I just thought of? Because you're saying like it's $100 or more. I saw this thing and it actually really pissed me off. It was like this graphic on Instagram somewhere. And it was com- it was like, you know, you spend $100 on quote unquote healthy foods and that's too expensive. But you go out to dinner and you spend $100 and that's reasonable. And I'm like, first of all, this this like false equivocation doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You know, it, the, basically the whole theme of the post was like, it's not expensive to be healthy and to be all these things. You just have to prioritize it and pr- prioritize your spending. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all, bitch, let me talk to you about $100. Yeah. In a house, I live in a household with two grown adults who have grown adult appetites. We're not vegetarians. We're not vegans. So $100 is maybe a week and a half of meals. Yeah. I spend $100 like a week, I feel, on groceries. If I decide to like make a salad a little bit more than once in a week, then maybe I can cut back the costs of what 
it costs just to make dinner in my own house. And then you have to counter in the fact that not everybody has access to really nice organic farmer's market bullshit type grocery stores. I Mm -hmm. just moved and now is the first time I'm able to access a Whole Foods. Before, when I was living in the Bronx, which most spots are food deserts, there were no healthy options around me. We would have I would have to leave work at our old job when we worked um by Union Square. I'd leave work. I would go to the Trader Joe's off of Union Square, do grocery shopping there, have my fiance leave his job, meet me there at Union oh. Square, Trader Joe's, do shopping for the week, and then lug that shit home on the subway. And we would just have to hope that it fit all into four bags. And like, sure, we could hustle, we could do that, but there are people who cannot do that. And yes, there are people who can't afford it. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's fucking exhausting to do that. That's like you burn out. You're like, I literally don't want to, we're not doing this. Yeah. I can't, I can't handle a union square Twitter Joe's again at like on a Wednesday at 630 in the in the. And evening. let me tell you, the only reason he had to meet me there was because one of us had to get on the line as soon as we entered and the other person actually had to grab the grocery items. It wasn't like we were both walking up and down the aisles like, "Mm, should we get salmon this week? No, I was on the fucking line and he was going in and out of the aisles, gathering the food and bringing it to the basket. Yeah, it's really like a tag team effort. You're like, you go over here, you go over here, we'll meet here. (laughs) Don't forget the plantain chips, you know? Yeah, yeah. They even have those, um, at the Union Square one, I know that they have those like runners where it's like if you're already in line and you're like, fuck, I forgot something, they'll go and and get the shit for you and bring it back to you. (laughs) It's it's that serious. And I, they're like retrievers, they're like human retrievers. And the fucking, the line people who are like, this is the back of the line. I'm like, like, thank you because there's 26 lines that are zigzagging in five directions so i don't know where to go sir up and down these aisles where like i you're like standing in front of the thing that they need to buy so yeah move out the fucking way like i'm trying to buy these fucking noodles but the line is here and god forbid you tell someone excuse me i'd like to grab these noodles it's like no the line's back there it's like no bitch i said i want noodles i'm making <laughs> pasta this week and i need these noodles Yo, Trader Joe's is fucking cutthroat. The only reason people don't actually like pull out knives there is because the people who work at Trader Joe's are angels. They're saints. Yeah. I the most patient and nicest people work at Trader Joe's. Because it's really like you go to you go in every day to work, you're like, my shit is gonna be tested today. Like the Lord will test me Mm -hmm. today multiple times a day yeah just by working at trader joe's and like being around dumb fuck people yeah rude people and you know and trader joe's for for what it is we did get a lot of stuff for like a good a good um yes price point but now that we've moved the closest supermarket here is the whole foods so twist my arm yeah (laughs) i don't know if you've heard about this but whole foods is expensive (laughs) <laughs> like I don't get what people are like oh it's not that bad because like you know it's so healthy like I don't give a shit it's you know what's unhealthy how much money it costs to feed myself yeah and I'm a budgeter I budget this shit so like I have lines in my budget just for groceries and I had to up it when we moved to be buying yeah. the same quantity of food and I'm considered, yeah. and like, that's me having the good luck of even being by this Whole Foods. Yeah. 
There's there's no Whole Foods in the Bronx. There's no Trader Joe's in the Bronx. Like you want something nice, you go to Target. <laughs> you go to Target. You go to yeah, Target. there's no my there's uh there's the closest grocery store in my neighborhood is an associated and it's like the nastiest shit. I refuse mm-hmm. to buy anything there, but especially produce. I won't buy produce and I will never, ever, ever buy any kind of meat from there. Yeah. Um, it's like the it's like dirty and it's like sad. You walk in there and it's like you instantly are like hit with like that like that smell. I don't even know what the what causes that smell, but it's like that smell of those kind of grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And like this is like the only place like if you don't have the extra money to like either make the mission to go to the Trader Joe's, make the mission to go to a Whole Foods and lug your shit back to your home. Like you have to, or if you have fresh direct, like I do my groceries online um, and have them delivered to me. But like, if you're just like, we have to go to this and this is where we eat. Like you're just like, A, there's, I'm sure hundred percent, there's no fucking organic nothing there. And secondly, like you look at the produce and you're like, this is gross. This is nasty. Like, yeah. but people yeah, not want to eat it. Yeah, it makes you not want to eat it. And like the times where I have bought something from there, and I make the lines, and I'm like looking. I'm like nosy as fuck. So I just like I love looking in someone's cart and someone's like basket or whatever. I'm like, what you buying? And like the thing that they're buying, I'm like, oh god, this is like so bad for you, yeah. but you're eating it anyway. Whatever. Yeah. And it's just I I also in my old neighborhood we had an we had a key food and we had an associated, and the key food was really like they jacked up the prices in the key food. So there was one day where I just needed like two items. So I'm like, all right, let me just go to the associated. I'd never walked in there before. I walked into the associated. The shit, yo, the meat was gray. Yes, yes, the meat yes. was gray. The the vegetables were wilted already. That's what I was going in there for. I needed some like lettuce. That shit no. was wilted. Even the stuff that comes in like the, the containers. No, not the bags. The like, yeah, the bags the- and the little plastic things. Yeah, they were wilted already, and I'm like, I cannot, in good conscience, serve this to anybody because I was having people over. <laughs> Oh, I'd be like, I wouldn't even eat it. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, I was not gonna eat it, but I like, I, yeah. You know, I I do most of the cooking in my house, and I take a lot of pride in what I put on the plate. It's like there's just some shit I cannot put onto a plate and like give to a person to any person. That's I have so much fan out for that. <laughs> you know, in those um, in like associates and shit like that. I don't know if it was like a like some kind of news thing or whatever but they are like known for like so having like old meat so you know the meat's not fresh when it's like fucking gray Mm -hmm. so what they'll do is they'll like basically like flip the meat in blood oh my god and then they'll repackage it so it looks more red than gray wow i just vomited a little in my mouth yeah that's but this is the shit that happens in poor neighborhoods, in neighborhoods of color. Mm-hmm. And this is the shit that people eat because they have nothing else to eat. Yeah. And then, like, and it, it's just a vicious cycle of, like, yeah. you know, 
you're already surrounded by poverty. You're living in a state of poverty. And then you've got all this messaging coming at you with like, be healthy, extend your life, do better, save money, do this, do that. And it's like, if you've cut someone's legs off from the beginning, why is it that you're expecting them to walk at that point? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't succeed. Yeah. You're expecting someone who's just trying to get basic food on the table to keep people alive to mm-hmm. now be concerned about organic, to be concerned about non-GMO, be concerned about fucking, you know, are the animals treated well before they're slaughtered? No, you should yeah. be a vegan. And it's like, no, that's not the prior that's not a priority in a lot of low income households. Yeah, or even like, oh, don't, you know, cut down on your processed foods. But it's yeah. like processed foods are the cheapest foods usually. Yeah. And yeah. that's like, and, it, and it's the most filling foods a lot of the times too. Yeah. So what, so what is like the adult going to get? They're going to get a processed food and feed the kids. So it's like, like you said, it's like a cycle of mm-hmm. like, if you were raised this way and you only know this one thing and then your mom passes that down to you, you pass it down to your children. Like, it's not like, sometimes I think like, even though you have like all of this messaging and like commercials and like mm-hmm. the internet, obviously like you, we have the resources to educate ourselves. Like you kind of like live in this bubble yeah. and you're like, this is the only kind of way of eating that I know. So like this juice, I don't see this juice as being bad for me as being like high in sugar. I see it being as like, oh, it's a drink, oh, it, it, there's fruit in it, like, orange juice has from oranges, but really, it's, like, full of fucking sugar, you shouldn't drink it. Yeah. Um, or, like, oh, I buy these, like, frozen sausages, A, because it makes my life easier, and B, it's a protein, and but it's really, it's, like, what the fuck are you eating? Yeah. And you buy that stuff. But you don't know. Yeah, and, like, you can you can be in a place where you have all the messaging coming at you, but if you don't have, like, the literacy to even understand the messaging that's coming at you like there's a long time i didn't even understand the concept of organic like if someone was like hey define organic for me couldn't do it i just was kept getting told that like organic food was better for Mm -hmm. you i didn't know why i didn't understand the whole concept like this is when kale started getting real big you know when kale was having a moment yeah kale, there was some years ago that kale had a huge moment mm-hmm. and it's like why have i never heard of this vegetable before yeah that's a fucking that's big kale trying to yeah. <laughs> you know fucking big veg is coming for you and they're coming for you with the kale spears so like there's just, there's no literacy surrounding health and fitness when it comes to communities that are predominantly black and brown and i know this because the bronx is the least healthy county in the state of new york for i think the fourth or third year running like we're number 62 out of 62 counties dang and but isn't the bronx like some kind of like produce haven or something like that so where, yeah where i used to live in the hunts point market area we have and we ship all of the produce the problem is we ship the produce out. If I wanted to buy produce in my neighborhood, I would be hard-pressed to find the the good produce that we ship out to Manhattan in my own neighborhood. Like mm-hmm. we had fruit stands and you know, you had the guy selling the gigantic avocados on the street, but like do we get a farmers market? 
No. Oh, no. Now watch someone someone be like, oh, but I went to a farmer's market in the Bronx. Well, bitch, it wasn't by my house, okay? And I lived <laughs> in a hub of activity. No, I have never been. Like, if I wanted to go to a farmer's market, I would have to go so out of my way, like out yeah. of my neighborhood to go to a farmer's market because mm-hmm. there ain't no market around here. Yeah. And imagine us two being like, it's too much effort to go out of our way to get these things. Imagine someone with children or a child. Like imagine someone who has a way more stressful life than we do, maybe even less resource. Maybe they're single income home and they've got a kid. And it's like, you really expect me to find a fucking farmer's market so my kid can throw this kale across the wall because they're not going to eat it. Right, they're like, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, or even like you, you don't have kids, but you work a couple jobs or whatever. Maybe you are like have an illness or yeah. some kind of disability. Like it's hard. It is. It's hard to access these things even now. Yeah, um, when like things are delivered or whatever. Like it's just, it's. I mean, the city, the state. I don't know, whatever. It's like very expensive in general. But I guess it's like it's all relative. But yeah. Um. Yeah, like I don't buy. I mean, I try when I can, but sometimes when if I were to literally put everything organic in my fresh drug cart, I think it would just be astronomical, and I'd be like, "We will not be paying this money." So fucking sorry. Yeah, I can't. It sucks, you know. It sucks that this whole bubble of like it's out of reach is, you know, the food is out of reach, and then like. Okay, so let's say I'm eating like crap and I'm like, okay, I am ready to start working out and really get into being fit to counterbalance this food that I'm eating. Yeah. Even that's not enough because now you need fitness literacy, which people think they have, but they don't have. And I know because oh. I thought I had it and I don't know shit. And I've been in the fitness game for a while. It's so easy to hurt yourself too. It's incredibly easy to hurt yourself. If you just like go in blind to like a whatever gym, let's mm-hmm. say, and you're just like looking at the little pictures that they have on the machines, mm-hmm. you can still like fuck yourself up. Especially if you are a, you know, a sedentary person. Like you're coming yeah. from sedentariness and you're trying to be more active. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be very careful. And people like they just go they they see they see these Instagram yo my Siri has been listening to me because now it's recording everything I say wow stop oh my god turn off your phone this is super weird oh my god yeah you know these these people they see these like fitspo fitness models on Instagram and the Instagram models are like I drink flat tummy tea and I work out six days a week and that's how I look like this and it's like no you don't you don't look like that because of flat tummy tea and your 20 minute workouts that's not how that works you're not you're yeah (laughs) that's so fake it's so fake yeah you know that you look like that because you have a good diet and you're if you are working out and didn't get the surgery with Dr. Miami you're in the gym hours and hours and hours and the way you look Mm -hmm. now is years of work or a year of work and you've got yeah. people who see that and they're like, well, I can do that. I just need to go from zero to 100 right now. And yeah. that's how people get hurt. And it's also how people get like turned off from wanting to even yeah. try. 
you I fall off the bandwagon because yeah. you're just like I don't see results or you just yeah. like feel shitty about yourself because you're like I don't look like these people and it's like all oh, fucking fake it's staged everything <laughs> yeah and it goes it goes back to the race thing a lot of fitzbo people are white women the white lululemon wearing gym shark selling use my coupon code for 20% off on flat tummy tea people and it's just that is so unattainable i don't really know any influencers well cuz i'm i'm not on i'm not on social media but also like i think that shit i know for a fact that that shit would like mentally fuck me up if i like follow these people or whatever because it's like it's very hard to not to do the comparison or whatever yeah even though you're like i know it's fake but it's really hard when you have like these people who are like in their gym shark whatever the fuck clothes and they have like the tiniest waist but like all these like sculpted abs and yeah that are just like steel asses and then you're like oh my god yeah and and you look at that it's like i want to steal ass i know and you're like but i had a donut today it's donut free day (laughs) seriously i made pizza for dinner (laughs) (laughs) uh but you did go to the gym for four days a week and that was really i'm so proud of you thank you you know i mean it was, I did it and it was more of like, I'm going because I feel down and I know if I go to this class, I'll feel good. Like I'll, I'll get those endorphins. Um, and, yeah. and full disclosure, because it was mentioned before and I was laughing, I do go to Equinox. <laughs> Why? <laughs> don't feel bad about going to I don't Equinox. Because we're talking about how fitness is so elitist and I'm just here like, yeah, I went to four classes at Equinox. Um, but like, the only isn't elite. It's not elitist. The way it's presented is elitist. The way that it's presented is very much like you have to have money. You have to be like of this certain kind of way. Yeah. But like anybody, like you can just be like, I go for walks, and yeah, there you go. Yeah. And like, let's let's be super duper clear. I do not go to Equinox because I can afford it. The truth is, I cannot. But our company has like a corporate deal with them to the, the point where I can afford it because I'm a budgeter. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason. If they were to be like, hey, we're cutting the corporate program, I would literally have to quit this gym because yeah. that shit is money. Now, is it worth the money? Sure. It's great. I love it. I love the classes they give you. I like the environment. It's super clean. but it's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And I mean, like, they, I feel like they make it that way, obviously, because it's like you, like, you had a good experience at the gym, so you're more likely to come back to the yeah. gym, right? Yeah. Even as has, like, Keel Soap and, like, you know, you have, like, best personal trainers and you have, like, all the best equipment mm-hmm. and you have those, like, awesome classes with, like, really good instructors yeah. and all this shit. So you're like, yeah, I'm more likely to come back and give Equinox my money every month. I go to an Equinox in the city of New York. And, <laughs> you know, my, the classes I usually do is like either cycling or yoga. So I, I've done, in the time I've been a member, I've done maybe three or four cycling classes. Yes, not yesterday. Let me look, at, let me look at my workout calendar. When's the last time I went cycling? I think I went on Tuesday. Yeah. I went cycling on Tuesday 
and I've been a member for four months now. That class on Tuesday was the first time I saw a black woman in the cycling class. Oh, shit. Yes. And I like she didn't lead it or she was just in it. She was in it. She was uh, she was a member and she was cycling and she was kicking ass. And I only know she was kicking ass because she was right in front of me. And these are things I look for when I enter the room. Like if when I enter a room for a class, I'm looking around and I'm like, who is here? And that was yeah. the first time for cycling specifically that I had ever seen a black woman taking the class, not setting up the bike, not doing check-ins, not being the instructor. Cause I have not outside of soul cycle. I've never seen a black cycling instructor. Yeah. yeah. I think soul cycle goes out of their way to get like, yeah, yeah, because the, when I used to do soul cycle, like the one, the one instructor that I would like follow around Manhattan and Brooklyn because I fucking loved her so much. She was black. Was it, was it love? No, Stevie. Shout out, shout out, Stevie from Soul Cycle. <laughs> there was a woman named Love in Soul Cycle that I think she was there for like my first class, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing! I want to follow you. And then she moved yeah. to California. Damn it, I couldn't follow her. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the first time I had seen a, a black woman in the cycling class with me. Um, yoga is a little bit more diverse. Um, I have seen other black women in that class. Let me rephrase that. I have seen another black woman in that class. <laughs> a different one. <laughs> yeah. I've seen in the many, many, I've taken a lot of yoga classes with Equinox and I've seen hmm, two. I saw, yeah. I've seen two women who were not white or Asian. So one was a Latina and one was a black woman. And I've ironically enough, I've been seated next to them each time that's yeah that's really sad it is it really is and then like you know the instructors predominantly at the equinox are white um i did work with a trainer she she was not white she's black she's a bodybuilder slash former yoga instructor i'm just like just give me your body parts and let's call it a day (laughs) let's swap (laughs) predominantly the people who go there are white the people who teach there are white the people who like do membership intake are white and good looking but then you look at the maintenance people the people who do maintenance in the bathroom the people who do maintenance like collecting your yoga mat and your towel after yoga class latinos and black people yeah so it's like i don't even know what to call that but it's just like i i see this and it's like what the fuck I mean, it's just like another um, imbalance within yeah. our societies, I think. Yeah. And I mean, not to say that there aren't like fucking Latino influencers and black influencers and all that shit, but I think that probably there are more white ones. And out of all of them, the white ones are probably getting paid the most and having the most sponsors and all that shit. Just like statistically in a broad, mm-hmm. painting in a broad brush speaking. It's, it, you know, it's the white women that get the fitness apps yeah because like one of the biggest if you go to like itunes or the apple store whatever the fuck it's called now if you look at the app store on your phone one of the biggest fitness apps for women is the sweat app by kayla it signs or however she fucking pronounces it um kayla is a white australian woman she's greek 
And she's like, when it comes to apps and fitness and getting in shape with short period workouts, she's basically the queen, you know? You look at mm. the yoga space. It's a lot of white women in coordinated outfits yeah, teaching the yoga, which amazes me because where does yoga come from? I've only ever had one non-white yoga instructor and it was because i was doing it wasn't even for a yoga class it was for kundalini meditation mm. and that is the most intense meditation i've ever experienced in my whole fucking life just just in case anybody was wondering oh uh, that's interesting yeah. oh, i never thought about that like why don't you ever see like yeah indian women do yoga yeah there's probably some kind of history to it i'm sure there, there has is. to be i'm sure there is but you've yeah. got you've got these billionaire companies or these startups who are in charge of the messaging you've got these big ass companies like whole foods and amazon controlling the food sources and how the food is presented then you've got predominantly white people teaching the language of the fitness then you've got predominantly white people receiving the language of the health and fitness and where does that where in that equation is there room for everybody else Where's the room for people like you and me? Like, I know a lot of people in Miami, like, CrossFit's really big in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, So I know a lot of people who, like, I do CrossFit, bro. And you're like, oh, okay, fine. You're, like, one of those people. Yeah. Um, But uh, not to say that, well, whatever. I have friends and my sister does CrossFit. So there are non-bro-y CrossFit people. But um there are a lot of just like latinos right because it's miami and like you throw a rock and you hit a cuban (laughs) so there's just like a lot of them um in those in that like space but that just because it's like i think a lot of it's just like word of mouth it became popular but if you are like subscribe like if you have a membership to a box that's what they call like the crossfit gyms they call them boxes Mm -hmm. It's fucking expensive, like so goddamn expensive to literally be working out of like a warehouse with no AC and you're working with like dirty ass equipment, but they charge you like hundreds of dollars. Mm. It's insane. CrossFit's a fucking racket. I tried CrossFit one time. I've done it a couple of times and I'm like, no thanks. (laughs) I do not have the hearing capabilities or the mental capacity to do crossfit it moves too fast for me i don't know i'm just like not motivated in the way that crossfit is kind of like set up like it doesn't motivate yeah. me that's not how i you know how i let's go like please don't talk to me like don't yell at me yeah don't say any shit motivational shit to me while i'm trying to do this shit timed like i can't yeah that's not that's not my learning style yeah, definitely not my learning style. Yeah. Um I do want to like shine light on you know, there are influencers out there who are not white women who wear what is it, Lululemon. Mm-hmm. And I do want to, you know, shout those people out. Um the one I want to shout out the most is I feel like the person who really got me to stick to Soul Cycle, her name's Mabel Marquez. I'm trying to find her Instagram so I can just be like, follow her. Oh, that's easy. It's Mabel.S.Marquez on Instagram. Um, so she is a soul cycle instructor in New York. And the first time I ever took one of her classes was because she had organized a ride after Hurricane Maria happened. She organized a ride that was going to be a charity ride and all proceeds went to Hurricane Relief. 
So, That's so nice. yeah, it was really great. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. Yeah. So I went to this class and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm so excited for this. And she played so much Spanish music to the point that like oh that's I've never yeah, so <gasps> much I've never been to a soul cycle where they play Spanish that was music. the last time I ever had it um yeah it was almost the entire class was just Spanish music or like popping ass tracks from the early aughts by Spanish artists that was like okay this is it I will follow you into the dark you know I'm ready and I literally <laughs> Mabel yeah, I had stalked Mabel to the point where I brought my entire family to take one of her classes. Jesus. Yeah. And and then I made her take a picture with us. You did not. Oh my God, get Banna. Why? Oh, because I <laughs> love her. That's why. That's why <gasps> I love her. After the class, you did like sweaty yeah, and shit. You took a picture. I'm gonna send it to you. Um yeah, I was like, hey, <laughs> I brought my cousins and my mom and my cousin's husbands and my boyfriend. Can we take a picture with you? And she was so... Oh, you even the men. Well, no, the men didn't want to take the picture. Um, They wanted to shower. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, can I please take this photo with you? And she was so nice about it. She's a very, like, warm, congenial person. And she was like, yeah, absolutely, let's go. If we do it from this angle, it's better. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you. Um, Yeah, to the point... (laughs) I have seen Mabel. She's She's very very cute. cute. Yeah, it was to the point that, like, I was going to her classes so frequently. Just hers. Not SoulCycle, Mabel class. I was going to her classes so frequently (laughs) that my my fiancé was like, oh, you're going to go see your girlfriend? I'm like, no. (laughs) Just going to... You're like, yeah. yeah. And then one day I was in class and she was teaching, but I noticed she kept looking at this one guy and I'm like, oh, my God, that's her boyfriend. Is it? Was it? I was so jealous. Is her boyfriend cute? He's not my type, um, but I guess he's good looking. He's like a very Dominican poppy type. Ah, so he's got like the muscles in the fade. Um, He does have the fade, not too much of the muscles, but like he has a fade. He has a fade on the side, but long hair on the top. I'm also going to send you a picture of him. Dominican poppy. Yes. <laughs> he's very like he's very metrosexual, if I could use an old ass term. Oh yeah, that is super Dominican. Although poppy. you know, she hasn't posted a picture with him in a while, so Uh oh. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. Gonna have to investigate that one. <laughs> For a later time. <laughs> Anywho, she's really great. Um Jessamine Stanley is really great if anyone is into yoga. I do not stalk her because she's in um, North Carolina. So that's a bit of a trek for me. But yeah, <laughs> for you to get <laughs> a little to bit her. of a trek. But yeah, Jessamine Stanley, um, she's a big player on the yoga scene. And also, like, she's very big on body positivity because she's a yoga instructor and she can do crazy athletic yoga shit. But she's also not a size two, which a lot of the instructors are and it makes you feel like if you're not super thin you can't do yoga um yeah she this girl does headstands she does it all she does it all and oh yeah i just found a picture of her doing a headstand she does it all and sometimes she does it naked so if you're interested in that oh yeah she's like big girl yoga yes um she recently Mm -hmm. came out with an app called underbelly yoga 
Um, and she has a book called Everybody Yoga, which is basically saying like it doesn't matter what your body looks like right now you can start yoga practicing at any time so if you're interested in that her instagram handle is my name is jessamine jessamine spelled j-e-s-s-a-m-y-n and then the last one is so for all them gals who want to clang and bang and get the nice muscles Clang and bang, yes. that's my shit. And the steel booty, um, Masi Arias. And I think she's like one of the, yeah, she's definitely one of the biggest fitness, non-white fitness influencers because she has 2.6 million followers, you know. Just a casual 2.6 million. I'm at her Instagram right now. She is ripped shit. Yeah. And, and she's Dominican. Holla, holla. Holla, yeah. The Dominicans are doing it out here yeah yeah she's super super duper ripped and none of this i drink flat tummy tea and that's how i got like this she's very straight up like i fucking work fucking hard here's pictures of what i eat because i also have to watch my nutrition that's true she has a lot of videos on her instagram and it's like her doing the actual workouts which you're like lady please yeah and that's this is realness. That's what we need. We need realness when it comes to like what what can we do to get in shape? We need to see what people are really doing because we need the education, we need the literacy, and we need the access. And I feel like people like Mabel and Jessamine and Masi, they're providing the access best that they can with the social media. Yeah. So yeah, that was that's my plug for those three ladies. I specifically picked ladies because I am a lady and men are trash. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that is what you said in the last episode, your religion, that men are trash. I feel like I say that every single day. (laughs) Every single day. Sometimes if I see, if I'm like watching some shit on TV and I'm like, oh, this is so fucking stupid. And like, if I'm with my fiance, I'm like, do you know why this is stupid? And I just look at him and he answers. It's like... Because men are trash. Dang, you're just like, um, what's that shit? The Patty Hearst shit? Oh, uh, what's Stockholm Syndrome? Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. That's what your boyfriend has. He has yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, it used to be that he'd be like, hey, don't let me in with those people. He just goes with it. He's like, yeah, men are trash. I agree. <laughs> Although he, he felt away because he's like, so you said our son is going to be trash? Oh, yeah. yeah. You did fucking say that, bitch. I sure did. And you know what I did? I was like, yeah, I said it because it's true. What do you want? And that was the end of that conversation. Bueno. I don't know. Should we wrap this up? Should we talk about our flowers? I think we should. What is your um, flower for this week, you think? Um, My flower is on its way. Um, my anniversary with my fiance is coming up in a couple days from when we're recording this. I think by the time it drops, it will have passed already. Um, who knows the schedule? Yeah. Only the gods know. <laughs> Only the gods know when this will be published. Um, yeah, it's our anniversary. Uh, I did not forget this year like I did like, two years ago. I once... Um, Agreed to go on a trip to Cuba, not realizing that I would be in Cuba for our anniversary. <laughs> Without him. <laughs> yeah, it was a girl's trip. He wasn't going to be there. Um, but I changed the dates so that I would be back in time for that after he reminded me. So 
So I remember this year, pretty excited to celebrate still being in this relationship. Um, <laughs> I thought it was not excited. <laughs> you sound like super, yeah, super not excited. You know what it is weird to be like, we're not very mushy people. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're we're excited that it's our anniversary in the sense that like, look at us, we're still going. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in the like, oh my god you're the sun of my life and you're the air that i breathe it's not like that it's like you're a good guy you can stay around for a little bit you can stay mm-hmm. but yeah that's my phone and i'm pretty pumped um oh. this officially makes it this anniversary officially makes this my longest relationship ever that's nice congratulations thank you all um what's your mine is um in a week from today i will be in miami taking a little trip going to see the folks um so yeah i think i'm i'm pretty excited to just be home for a little bit i'll be still be working but it'll be from home so it'll be Will it be from the backyard on the pool? Yeah, hell yeah, girl. Bring you my, <laughs> you. Bring you my bathing suits, and I'm going to get in that damn pool every day, and I'm going to do some workouts, and just, like, hang out. I think my mom is taking off work, and my dad's retired, so we're just going to, like, hang, hang out with the old people. Just chill. <laughs> so, it's good. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Alrighty, well, you enjoy that, I guess. I guess. You know what we can do? I can send you pictures of every time I have a pasadito. <laughs> and then you can post it on Instagram. On the stories. <laughs> Tag it. Yes. Fine, I will do that. Um, and you, speaking of Instagram, if you are so inclined, feel free to follow us on Instagram to watch Maggie's Vacation. Hell yeah! As, as we live stream it. Um, <laughs> You can find us. You can find us at Goma City Set Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us if you want to talk about your fitness journey at Goma City Set Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow all of our fun fitness friends. And if you have a fitness friend that you really like, share that person. Yeah. Let's uh because I love saving videos of workouts online and then waiting two months to actually do them. <laughs> and then embarrassing yourself when you can't do them at the gym. Exactly. That's my favorite me. thing. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for us. We will see you guys okay. later. Bye. Bye. Bye.